week, Kat Sharp shared her food freedom story, going from binge eating to finding her freedom and worth through Christ, not through dieting. It was such a powerful story. So if you haven't yet, I encourage you to go back and take a listen so you can know where we're going today. But I'm bringing her back on with us to help us learn how to eliminate the diet mentality for good and to find food freedom ourselves. After decades of yo-yo dieting, emotional eating, and binge eating, Kat Sharp stopped seeking answers in the world and started seeking them in God's word. As a result, Kat lost over 100 pounds and is now a certified life coach with a passion for helping Christian women break the shame of the diet cycle and find peace and health in their bodies. She believes that the principle of caring for our physical bodies are beautiful, mini representations of the concepts of discipleship. She loves to help her clients see the bigger picture of what glorifying God in our bodies truly means. So today we're taking on that diet culture, moving it into a food freedom and really finding our worth in Christ. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon, and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me, because I know you will come out stronger. Hi, Kat. Welcome back to Red Hot Mindset. I'm so glad to have you here again today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy chatting with you, so I'm excited. Yes, I loved our conversation last week. I just love hearing the struggle victory stories. I love hearing how God is molding and shaping each of us into who he wants us to be so we can affect the kingdom, right, for his glory. And um, last week, we talked about your food story and how you found food freedom. This week, we're going to get into a little bit of teaching on how to cut that diet mentality and find that food freedom as a Christian and finding our worth in Jesus, because our worth isn't going to be found in food. And so if you haven't listened to Kat's story, make sure to go back. It was just last week. Uh, Listen in, because it's super impactful. I know I I heard myself in that story too. It was so relatable, but just the tidbits that she gave us and the and the lessons that she learned in her journey are um, amazing and impactful. So before we get rolling, Kat, I would love for you just to share maybe an elevator pitch of your journey so that we can catch listeners up if they haven't listened yet. Um, well, I've pretty well yo-yo dieted my whole life, went through a season of about um, 12 years of very strong depression and anxiety and started binge eating to kind of cope with those negative emotions. And after about eight years of binge eating, um, found freedom in that through a recovery program, went through a phenomenal spiritual growth journey where the Lord was just refining in me and and shaping me um, and gave me freedom from not only sugar addiction, but also from the diet mentality that I think that holds so many Christian women in our society today hostage. So um, through that season, I did lose over a hundred pounds, which everybody's like, oh my gosh, how did you lose a hundred pounds? I'm like, Jesus, that's how I lost. (laughs) 
I was just going to ask you, because I know we didn't go into that in the last episode. Um, But what was amazing to me is when you let go of that binge eating and you turn to Jesus, you lost a hundred pounds. So I was going to ask, were you trying? I mean, what was, how did it happen? Interestingly enough, the times that I was trying the hardest were the times that I saw less weight loss because it became more about what I was doing and that pride, right? Like, look at me, even though I didn't think I was doing it, that's where my heart was, was what can I do to earn results? What I am doing, look at what I've done. And whenever I turned and and sought the Lord's wisdom and the Lord's guidance, that's whenever things would just fall into place. And, um, So I tell people, I mean, plans are great. And we're going to talk about that some today, but it's all about the condition and the position of your heart. Hmm. So true because our plans never work out the way they're supposed to (laughs) or like in our minds, right? Like you can plan. I even talk, because I talk about goals a lot and you can plan Mm -hmm. a goal and you can have vision, you can plan, but you have to remember to be flexible because that's not going to be how it happens. It might happen, but it's not going to be like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Definitely talking about that. So um, let's start with just a question about um, diet mentality in itself and break that down. What, what does, why is it important for us to change our mentality about food? And um, like, this is kind of a twofold question, but what does the diet mentality lead us to? Um, That is a great question. The diet mentality is, like I said, there's nothing really wrong with plans. You know, we, we mentioned that, but the diet idea leads to a mentality of, I hate my body and I have to fix it. Or worse, I hate myself and I need to fix myself. It leads to that restrict and binge cycle, right? So like I have to stop eating certain things or follow certain rules and not have XYZ for a time holding out for that cheat day, right? Where then people tend to binge, um, whether they realize it or not, but it does end up leading to, um, restriction and binging deprivation, and then eventually to the screw it. I'm going to just eat whatever, you know, I fell off the wagon today, may as well just eat everything in my path. And that is very, very common. And and it ends up leading to self-loathing, at least for myself and so many women that I work with, it leads to self-loathing. And after a while we end up, I'm worthless. I'm helpless. No one will love me. Um, I hate shopping because I'm ugly. And what, like we're doing this to ourselves. We are doing this to ourselves and it just breaks my heart, breaks my heart. Yeah, for sure. The mentality, the lies that we tell ourselves. And when you start feeding yourself, those lies, you keep feeding them and whatever you feed is what grows. Right. And so feeding those lies, that's, what's going to grow in your spirit and your heart. And it's going to manifest and show itself in, in the physical. And, um, I know I was one who thought that too. And actually I'm reading, uh, I don't know if you've ever read finish by John Acuff. I'm reading it right now. I've had that book forever, but I've never read it. So I'm like, yeah, it's probably a book I need to read. So, but he talks about the day after perfect. And it's kind of like what you were talking about is, um, the day that you mess up or when you mess up that one time, you now are like, Oh, I guess I just, whatever. I just over it. I'll just eat that bowl, that bowl of cereal or that bowl of ice cream for me, it's like, okay, how big of a bowl of ice cream do I get tonight? You know, (laughs) but that's what it is. And then you just fall off that wagon and you no longer go after what it was that you were, because you know, you, if you're not perfect, if you can't be perfect, then why do it? Well, (laughs) there's only one who's perfect and we aren't meant to be perfect. Right. 
So um, that mentality, if we can change our mindset to say, it's not about perfection, it's about excellence, right? And excellence in um, glorifying God or excellence in um, what can I do for him? Mm-hmm. And it changes it from a selfish motive to an other's motive. Um, and I think that's kind of what I felt looking back, my mentality was somewhat selfish. Like I was, it was all about me and oh my goodness, I can't do this. It's me and it's that. And I feel ugly and I feel this. Well, if I would have gone to the word, I would have seen that I am beautifully and wonderfully made for a purpose on purpose. Right. And God doesn't make junk. He doesn't make mistakes. And yes, we all look different. Yes. We're all different sizes. We all have different hair color and skin color and all the things, but God doesn't make junk. And so if we can change that mentality, it'll help us to get through to the next step because that's the hardest part, I think. Absolutely. And and the diet mentality tells us that we have to be 100% perfect in following all of these rules and achieve a certain result. Let's be honest. We do not necessarily have 100% control over the scale. Any woman who's ever had PMS or I'm just going to say it, travel constipation, like stuff happens that affects the scale. And so we beat ourselves up over these things and, you know, external stressors and all of these things can affect how much our body weighs at any given moment. And so we start beating ourselves up, but I thought I followed the plan and I gained a pound. And, and it's like, it, it, we end up putting ourselves in this terrible spiral, like you said, and we have to change the way we look at it. Um, it's so interesting that you said that about that book, because I have it sitting right over here. It's one of like the five books that I've said for a year that I'm going to read and I keep putting something on top of the stack. So it's like, all right, Lord, I'll read the book. So (laughs) there you go. That was confirmation right there. You need to read it. It's funny though, because I'm telling you the book doesn't have anything new in my opinion. Like I know all of it. It's just, it's a reminder, right? It's a refresher. So it's like God said, you got to read that because I'm going to remind you of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's one thing that I, um, the diet mentality, you know, through, through my journey, right. And I had been doing yo-yo dieting and and binge eating. So I would, I would do really well, right. Like Monday through Thursday. And I don't know what it is about Thursday. Thursday always seems to be the day that I really, really want to jump off the wagon. Right. So I would, um, come Thursday, I would either fall off the wagon and have all this shame or I would not fall off the wagon and be really ticked about it, like stuck to the plan and the stupid plan. You know, like I, I would have this angst, right? This anxiety and anger, whatever it was, there would be high emotions around food. Are we serious? Food is required for living. Like we cannot survive without nourishing our bodies. And through this journey, um, I remember reading, I, I challenged myself to read the Bible completely. You know, I grew up in church. I had read the Bible, but it had been a long time. So I'm going to read a Bible. And I remember reading through the law and reading through the history of the Israelites. And so many things that I learned from that, but one of them was our human nature is not intended to follow the rules 100%. The rules show us how we can't. If we were able to follow a set of rules in order to give us some status, why would we have needed Jesus? Hmm. 
And so it was like, when I saw that, it was like, okay, I have to step away from the rules and focus on my savior. And once I did that, things started to change for me. Oh, that's good. Okay. So, um, all these rule followers are like, (laughs) don't leave. We're not done. I promise it gets better. (laughs) I'm like both. I'm a rebel and a rule follower. I don't know how, but I am like, you tell me not to have sugar. I'm going to have sugar. Like that's Mm -hmm. just the way that's why diets don't work for me. That's exactly Um, right. And now I do have some restrictions based off of my body. So I know Mm -hmm. what's good for my body. So I'm learning that part and I will Mm -hmm. follow those rules because there's a reason and a purpose for it to me, but yes. I, there has to be that. And like, I, it's kind of like the whole COVID. They told me not to hug and I was never a hugger. And I was like, I'm hugging everyone, now. you know, <laughs> yes. that's a rebellious side there. Um, but it kind of, I feel like it stems also from us just not being enough. We feel like we just are not enough. There's not enough enoughness, you know, mm-hmm. and we just want to be loved. And that comes from the perfectionistic stuff that we talked about. It comes from that mentality. I also think it comes from the culture we live in. Like the culture defines what is beautiful. The culture defines what we should be focusing on. Um, so, and, and I knew you had talked about like getting into that word and, and doing that. So how do we shift that um, cultural idea of what beautiful or dieting or being enough. Cause I think that's the message, especially with a lot of um, self-help gurus is um, you are enough. You are enough. And talking about that, well, we're not, we aren't enough. And um, we are enough through Jesus. Jesus mm-hmm. is our enough. And yeah. if we, and when we're told we're enough, we're enough, we never feel enough. So we always, it's like a self, um, fulfilling prophecy that we're never going to be enough because we aren't. So I don't know. Can you talk a little bit about that? How does that work with um, getting through that diet mentality and coming to the other side? So, um, oh man, oh man. So I actually have had to unfollow like huge amounts of um, social media accounts that I fully respect, right? Mm -hmm. But I would start to have certain emotions seeing their stuff. And it's like, if I started to feel bitterness or shame or, um, inadequacy from seeing those posts, it was like, uh, okay, it's, it's time for me to unfollow because anything that draws me away from the truth of the Lord is not serving me. And it is not what God intends for me. And so steering away from diet mentality into stewardship is basically what I feel like food freedom is all about. And and Gabe, I just love what you were talking about, that your body has given you signs that certain things do not work for your body. Had you been following a plan and not listening to your body, but this diet says I have to do X, Y, Z, how sick would you be? Mm. And so it stop following what the social media gurus are saying, stop following what other people are saying and dig into the word of the Lord. And, and so there are things that I've learned from, you know, reading into that history in the old Testament was we see God's character. We see his heart and there were what 600 and something laws in, in the, um, in the law of Moses in that original covenant. And almost 30 of them were food related. And then there were even more on top of that, that had to do with taking care of our bodies and, 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 um, cleansing after interactions with things that are considered unclean or, or illness or things like that. God's heart was in taking care of his people. And 
we have somehow twisted that with a counterfeit of that means I have to look a certain way and act a certain way. And that's not what that means. The heart of the law was that God wanted his people to be healthy and live long. And I almost dropped a Vulcan blessing. Sorry. Um, I am a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a nerd. So, <laughs> so, um, but when we look at that, we see his heart was to take care of his people. And Satan likes to come in and say, you can't eat X, Y, Z because it's bad for you. And when we look at the law now from a medical perspective, all of those dietary laws kept people well, because at the time, I mean, a friend of mine, her husband used to work at a, at a pig farm many, many years ago. And she was telling me all the stuff that they have to do to keep the pork safe for, for consumption that the Israelites didn't have back then. And it was just mind blowing. And one of these days I'll make her write it all down because it was just fascinating. But, um, but we also learned that we as humans were defiant, right? Like we try to work within the system. Like you say, I'm not supposed to have that, but how much can I really get away with? Like when we start to work the system, it's unhealthy because our heart is in the wrong spot. That's not the heart of the law. And so, um, I don't even know where I started with that, but I <laughs> it was good though. Oh my goodness. I can ramble all day. <laughs> well, let's do that. But we're going to shift a little bit because we're going to ramble into freedom mentality. Oh, so yes. what is the difference between diet mentality and freedom mentality? Jesus. And I know that that sounds silly, but like, you know, if I could follow rules and earn a status earn a placement as worthy or beautiful or holy, I wouldn't have needed a savior. And so let's just think for a second. Um, the ninth commandment is do not bear false witness or don't lie, right? Because Jesus has come, I'm no longer bound to that law. Okay. I can lie. I'm, I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I can lie and I'm still saved, but I'm miserable because that is not behavior becoming a Christian. So I might be convicted in my heart. And when I say, oh, I lied and, and I confess that sin and I repented that, Jesus has covered that too. So the same thing happens with boundaries, right? We still have boundaries following Jesus Christ. We still have boundaries, but it's different. I don't lie because after what he's done for me, it's the least I can do is to not lie out of thankfulness and gratitude and honor for this, this um, holy one who has made my salvation possible. Instead of, I have to not lie because it's the only way I can have a relationship with God. Does that make, like there's a very different heart there. And there are certain goals that we have. I know Gabe, you're a runner. You, you, you're a long distance runner. There are certain behaviors that you have to follow in order to be able to do that. You know, there are certain um, nutrition um, requirements for long distance runners and movement. Like, you know, you can't just run. You also have to stretch or you can't move. You know, like there's, I mean, I am not a long distance runner. So please <laughs> forgive my, um, my butchering of that. But there's nothing wrong with goals. There's nothing wrong with having a plan. As a matter of fact, I've, I've had people tell me that, well, I just want to follow the Holy Spirit. I don't want to plan. I want to follow the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, you know that the heavenly father gave us one plan to restore us to himself. One plan. You cannot tell me plans are wrong. 
because he gave one way of salvation. So plans I think are good. I think the Lord um, appreciates those. However, the plan can never be my God, can never be my identity, can never be my foundation. And that's the difference. My foundation is Jesus. I'm stewarding the gift he's given me as opposed to following rules because I have to. Oh yeah, totally. That, that is freedom, right? When you have, you have these guidelines to follow, but you're not, it's not a rigid, I have to do this and then I have to do this and then I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And it is good. I always say, if you don't have a plan, you're not going to get where you're going to go, right? Because roadmaps are good. Um, and you kind of have to have a plan as well. Like say, I'm going to a friend's house an hour and a half away and I have the path, but then there's a detour. What am I going to do? Am I going to, um, try and find a new path or am I going to go home? Right. And so it's kind of the whole, you have to be flexible and you have to be willing to change, or maybe you have to kind of have a, uh, somewhat of a plan Mm -hmm. of some sort. It doesn't have to be perfect. And then, um, let that kind of guide you and shift it as you need to. But um, without one, we, we are most likely going to either quit or feel like a failure or have our day after perfect or whatever it is you want to call it, right? And so then our perfectionism sets in and we just stop. Um, but, and I think when it comes to freedom, Jesus has set us free and he did it with his plan. Like you said, there was one plan and that's all we need in order to be set free and set free from any of the bondage. And um, man, what would it be like if we remember that every every time we go through struggle? Man, I feel like I learned that lesson every time. And I'm like, only I would just keep reminding myself of that. Um, you know, for those, because I know um, some of my listeners do like a plan and do like, okay, how do I do if I need this and then this and then this, just so as a guideline, um, what would be some guidelines that you would say um, as we obtain food freedom? Um, what are maybe a couple steps that we need to do in order to get there? I think one thing that a lot of us tend to do is that we create a plan and then we ask God to bless it, right? And we're actually doing that backwards. Um, I don't know how many different types of plans I followed for a few days and, and I just didn't have a piece about it. And I was asking God to bless it and, and it wasn't, it just wasn't working. And whenever I changed the order of that, right? When I started praying, Lord, give me wisdom. How do I need to steward my body in this season? Because seasons change. If you're training for a marathon, you're probably eating differently than a time you're not training for a marathon. So seasons change. And so I would go to prayer first. And um, I, I remember not too long ago, um, I was having some medical issues. And so I kind of got off of tracking and things like that. But as I was getting back into, um, back into gear, you know, cause I'm still at an overweight, um, on the scale. So I'm, I'm still in a weight loss journey. And so I was praying to the Lord, what plan should I follow? And after about a week, he started bringing a plan to mind that I did not want to follow. Like I did not want to follow because it required more, more, um, preparation and things like that than I really, really wanted to commit to. But you know, I kept trying to steer away. No, I want to do this over here. I want to do this over here. And he kept bringing this plan to mind. And the interesting thing is like, some people are like, who, who cares what plan? Obedience 
always, there's always a purpose for something God has asked us to do. There's always a reason. And interestingly enough, because I was following that plan, I had the opportunity to chat with somebody and it led to a conversation that um, I fully believe God received glory from that interaction with that person. And had I not been on the plan, we wouldn't have bumped into each other. And that's a crazy long story I won't tell, but pray first, pray, ask for wisdom, and then be ready to obey because it may not look like you want it to. Um, a second thing is you have to know your boundaries. Um, some people do really well with very strict boundaries. Some people do not. I need boundaries that I can see clearly because otherwise I start to try to, um, you know, play within the system, right? I try to smudge those boundaries. And so you have to know what kind of personality you are. And um, so with me, I had to have very strict boundaries. And then I put up what I call roadblocks everywhere because our habits are what get us into trouble. And so I would put up sticky notes and reminders of scripture all over my house. Um, just because I can doesn't mean it's good for me. That's, that's a huge one. Uh, that's a paraphrase, of course. Um, all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. And um, another one is uh, Second Peter, Second Peter 1, 3. God has already given me everything I need. Like I would put scripture up all over my house to remind me because I needed him, not my own pride. Mm, I love that. I, if you came to my house um, back in Minnesota, we moved to Colorado about 18 months ago. I did the same. I had scriptures all over the kitchen, all over the house, on my mirrors, everywhere. Um, I think I need to get back to that because our walls are completely white at the moment with nothing on them. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's so good as little reminders, um, you know, because God's promises are there for us that his scripture is there for us. And that's how we overcome temptation. That's how we get through, get that freedom is by being obedient to his word. And um, it isn't about rules. It's not about regulations. It's about loving a love for our savior and a love for him that will trickle down into everything that we do if we allow it to. Yeah. Wow. And and I do want to just say one more thing. Like when we look at the way that we take care of our bodies, it's a lot bigger than just me. Like it's a lot bigger than just you. Um, I look back on my history, my life, you know, growing up in the church and, and returning to church and having that shame and embarrassment and women who took me under their wing and mentored me and discipled me. And I think if Satan had convinced those women that they had nothing to say to me, where would I be right now? Mm. Like their care and love for me, their obedience to the Lord in, I remember very clearly a woman who taught me to read music. When I was a little girl, she taught me how to read the hymnal and what the notes meant and, you know, the old fashioned, old fashioned shape notes and all of that. Where would I be had she not taken me under her wing? She trained up a future praise team member who sings worship to the Lord and people are impacted. There is a kingdom impact whenever we do the work God's put before us. And Satan likes to tell us that we have nothing to offer because we didn't follow our plan yesterday. And so this is bigger than you or me. This is much bigger. We don't know the kingdom impact it's going to have when we follow in obedience to the Lord. Amen. I mean, that reminds me of the verse in Galatians. I'm really bad with um, verse, chapter, chapter, verse, but um, that says you are called 
to freedom, but it's not for yourself. It's to serve. And so, yes, we're called into a life of freedom, freedom from that bondage, but it's so that we can make an impact on others. And just, we don't know what kind of an impact it's going to be. You know, Mm -hmm. you may not be the next um, Tony Robbins or whatever, you know, you may not be that, but you are impacting people right where you're at just by making those small decisions and being obedient to what God's plan is for you. So that's so cool. Yeah. Um, anything, is there anything else that's on your heart that you'd like to share maybe about getting rid of that diet mentality and living in, in their worth of Christ? You know, we've talked about, you know, um, you know, putting scriptures up on our walls and things like that. And, and as you said, so many social media, um, accounts will tell you you are enough and all of those things. And so I just want to say that the world is, Satan is really good at counterfeit, right? He likes to take what the word of God says and twist it just enough to make it feel good. And so um, we have to be very, very careful. And the only way to recognize the counterfeit is to know the real thing. And so if you're not spending time in the word of God every day, it doesn't have to be an hour long of study with, with colored you know, color coded stickers and and markers, just spend time with the Lord and get in his word. And there are examples in there of everything. You know, I, I overcame emotional eating by reading examples of how people in the Bible dealt with negative emotion. Like the day David came home with his army and their, their houses had all been burned down and their wives and children and livestock had all been taken to another place. And like, that's a bad day, but he turned to the Lord. And so seeing examples of how um, to handle my emotions properly, how to respond to temptation properly, how to respond to things, that is how we are renewed and how we're transformed. Mm, I love that. Our response. Um, now, our li- my listeners are going to want to know where to connect with you. Uh, I know catsharp.com is your website. Can you share a little bit about your podcast? Because one thing I've liked and enjoyed about your podcast is the biblical truths that you share and you share it in such a conversational way. So will you just share just a little bit about what you do on there? Sure. Um, I just recently started my own podcast. It's called the little things with cat sharp, just because I feel like we can see Jesus and share Jesus in the little tiny details of our lives. You know, sugar was a, a small detail that the Lord used to change my life completely and to draw me to him. And, um, so I just like to share things like, um, you know, one episode in particular, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback on was the social media episode. We talked about how we interact with one another online and how Jesus can be shared that way. And, um, that's, that's my goal is just to reach out to people who um, need some encouragement, maybe some humor, but also some challenge from the word of God in the little things we do every day. Awesome. Thank you so much for this conversation, Kat. I think, I mean, I learned a lot. Uh, If I were writing it down, I would have taken a lot of notes. I'll just have to listen back to it. But um, I love this conversation about changing our diet mentality. I got a fly on me. (laughs) Can you see it? Changing Um, changing our mentality, that from diet mentality to freedom mentality in Christ and knowing who we are in him. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. I have so enjoyed this. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. 
as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.